0: Welcome back to the injury prone podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Edwin Porter, doctor physical therapy, medical Analyst, fantasy, physical therapist, Minnesota Twins. The injury prone podcast, the number one fantasy football and performance related podcast, posted by the Sun, Dune, Mammoth, and number one, and starts number one in your hearts. Thank you, everybody, once again for tuning in. I want to double check that you're subscribed to my newsletter. That is the injury prone newsletter that's going to go out every time there is a fantasy football related injury to an offensive skill player during the season. Updates are a little less frequent. Now, once training camp kicks up, preseason starts, and of course the season begins, Those injury updates are going to be key. Go to my Twitter page, at FBInjuryDoc, sign up for the newsletter, get your news, get your injury, get your stats as soon as you can. Today I want to go over some numbers, some stats, some discussion on two running backs that I think are being a little over and underpriced. And Derek Henry and Ezekiel Elliott. I think that this conversation needs a lot more context and it needs to be squared in a way that makes the most sense. So the first thing I'm going to do is talk about the research, the stats, the data. Then I want to get into how that applies to Derek Henry and Ezekiel Elliott themselves. For a long time, especially in the dynasty community, a lot has been made and discussed about the age apex and the touches before falling off the cliff number. I don't think Either of them are bad ways to approach how to gauge when a running back will stop being productive in fantasy football, but I do think that we're talking about two sides of the same coin. Let me explain. The first study that I want to talk about is a study done on NCAA running backs in their final year as a college running back. This is a 10-year study that looked at two primary groups. The first group carried the ball 100 to 200 times in their last NCAA season. The second group carried the ball 250-plus times in their final NCAA season. What did they find? After following them in the NFL for three years, they found that college volume doesn't impact NFL running back durability. Group A averaged about 5.8 missed games, and Group B averaged about 5.7. Now, since this group of researchers had their thinking caps on, as researchers tend to do, they knew to follow this same group of running backs that they included in the college study into the NFL. They followed those same groups and they categorized them into running backs who saw 150 to 250 carries in the NFL within their first two seasons, and a second group, a group of running backs who saw the ball 300 plus times in at least one NFL season. That second study found what I think the researchers were trying to prove in the first place. Group B, that group that saw 300 plus touches, they actually were in the league for an average of nine seasons, while group A was in the league for an average of 7.9 seasons, and that was statistically significant. Now, you could poke holes in the study as much as you want. You can say that just means players who touch the ball more frequently are more talented and therefore stay in the league longer. That's all true. What I also think the point of the study is, if you see a high number of touches or carries in the NCAA in college, especially in your last year, then there's a chance that you're going to see a lot of touches or carries in the NFL. And most dudes who are built that way can continue to take that volume. So they're inherently able to handle that load more frequently than not. I also think studies like this help to prove the point injury-free mileage, quote-unquote mileage, doesn't really do much for a player's career one way or the other, at least not in a tangible way, not in a way that we can measure. Or at least not by carries or touches alone. So that takes us to this next part. And I hope you're still with me because I promise I'm getting somewhere in terms of Derek Henry and Ezekiel Elliott. So by now you're probably thinking, well, Edwin, if it's not just touches, individual touches that will help predict when a player or running back is going to fall off the cliff, maybe we should use something like age. After all, there are some established norms when it comes to age. Once we see a player, a running back hit a certain age, they're going to fall off the cliff, right? Every single one of them without question. I'd push back on that too. In fact, there's some really good research out there by one of my buddies, another physical therapist, Adam Hutchison, Dr. Adam Hutchison, which by the way, has the worst Twitter handle at the real Adam underscore H. I tell him to change it every day. He has some really good research on age and why the touch cliff isn't really king and why the age apex also isn't necessarily as straightforward as we like to think. Basically, what you need to know is that Adam bucketed these groups into three different kinds of running backs. He put them into the grinder, the all purpose back and the satellite back. And they're all exactly like they sound. Once Adam bucketed the running backs into these separate groups, it illustrated the point I'm trying to make about the age apex itself. The all-purpose backs, they saw their fantasy points tail off after the age of 26.5. The grinders, they saw their fantasy points dwindle after 24.5. And the satellite backs, they started to see their production drop off at 27.5. Are you still with me? I promise if your eyes are glazed over, I'm getting to the point. Adam took it one step further. Essentially what he did is he created a fourth subcategory of the all-purpose backs. He called them all-purpose plus. Nice creativity there, Adam. Any all-purpose running back who averaged more than 130 carries per season, more than 26 receptions per season, and had at least two seasons of 50 receptions, they were called the all-purpose plus backs, the AP plus backs. You can think of these running backs like the Christian McCaffrey's of the world, Ledenian Tomlinson's of the world, Marshall Falk's of the world. Those running backs Adam found, their age apex before their production starts to fall is 27.5. So on par with the satellite backs. To summarize, Grinders, their age apex is around 24.5. Satellite backs, basically any running back that you consider like a Giovanni Bernard, their age apex is 27.5. All purpose backs, think of somebody that's really good, talented, but nowhere near Christian McCaffrey or Marshall Falk You can think of somebody like David Montgomery. Their age apex is around 26.5. Now, when you separate out the elite ones, Christian McCaffrey, the Tomlinson, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, you think of those elite running backs, those guys, their age apex is around 27.5. I hope this podcast hasn't turned into a complete headache with you and you haven't turned it off yet. So allow me to summarize before we move on to why this is relevant to Zeke and King Henry. There are two large-scale longitudinal studies showing that high college carries in running backs actually precludes a high amount of carries in the NFL, which also leads to a higher degree of health than running backs who saw less than 150 to 250 plus carries. So if they can see and maintain volume in college, they typically are able to stay healthy, see and maintain volume in the NFL. AJPEXs Think of AJPEX as three different categories. The grinder, somebody who doesn't see a lot of passes and just takes carries. The satellite back, typically a pass catching specialist, third downs, an all-purpose back. Somebody like David Montgomery who can do a lot of things really well, but is never really elite among running backs. And then you have your Christian McCaffrey's, your all-purpose plus backs. Grinders start to tail off after 24.5 years. All-purpose plus backs? They don't tail off until 27.5 years. So that finally brings us to the argument of touches versus age and how this relates to Zeke and King Henry. For the first college study that I pointed out at the beginning of the podcast, Zeke and Henry both fall into that 250 plus carry group. They fall into that group who was able to stay healthy longer and be in the NFL longer 100 to 200 carries in their final NCAA season as a running back. Here's where Zeke and Henry start to differ, though. Do you remember that definition that Adam gave relatively arbitrary, but I think is applicable and technically useful that 130 NFL carries average, 26 NFL receptions average, at least two NFL seasons with 50 receptions or more Zeke falls into that group. He falls into that AP plus that all purpose plus backs group who doesn't tend to fall off until 27.5. Zeke has had three seasons with over 50 receptions and he's easily averaged over 130 carries per year. People forget that without Dak and through a hamstring and calf injury, Zeke was still the RB20 in 2020. In 2021, Zeke was the RB14 weeks 1-7 through before he played through a torn PCL. Listen, I'm not saying by any means or any stretch of the imagination that Zeke is the answer to the Dallas Cowboys backfield, but what I am saying is that based on the age data, based on the carries and touches data, And based on what he's shown us recently at age 26, there's no reason to believe this is Zeke's swan song. So how on earth does this apply to Derrick Henry? Well, remember I said Derrick Henry falls into the grinder category? Fall into the grinder category he does. He's never had more than 19 receptions in a season. That means by the numbers, by the math, his age apex was 24.5 and he is three years beyond that age apex. What's more troubling is if you want to throw out 2021, you can look at his 2018, 2019, and 2021 His yards after contact per attempt, it's been trailing since then. He went from 4.2 to 4.1 to 3.9 in 2020. His efficiency is objectively falling. Looking at straight up yards per attempt, he's been at 5.4 in 2020 to 5.1 in 2019, 4.9 in 2018. 2021 was his second worst at 4.3 yards per attempt. Even if you look at just 2018 through 2020, Things aren't looking great for Derrick Henry. So yes, I agree that he's a beast. He's once in a generation guy. He's a late bloomer. But if the AJPEX and the touches studies that I've cited here have shown you everything is that even though he's had high mileage, that's not necessarily an indicator that he'll fall off. But the inverse is true too. Just because he was a late bloomer doesn't mean that he's going to last longer than he already has. He's already three years, four years beyond that age apex. Maybe we should expect Derrick Henry to have a more human season this year. And if he has a more human season this year, we know for a fact he's probably not going to get the passing down, that all purpose plus passing down work that you want your running backs to have so they can stay above that dreaded age or touch or whatever you want to call it clip. I'm not here to raise Zeke up. And I'm not here to put Derrick Henry down. I'm simply here to paint a little more context behind the touches and the AJ Peck's arguments that are constantly being had. So hope this has been helpful. Follow me on Twitter at FBInjuryDoc. Make sure you sign up for the newsletter pinned to the top of my page. If this has been helpful, let me know. Give me a shout. Send more questions my way. Thanks.